0: Good day, good afternoon, good whenever it is you are listening to this. Thank you very much for listening to this. You are checking out yet another Woke and Baked. And my guest today is the one and only J.P. Carnegie. You may or may not know him from our previous sit-down interview, but if you didn't know him before, you get to meet him now. J.P. Carnegie is a local racer. He is. He can be seen on the ice tracks, he can be seen on the dirt tracks, and he can be heard every day on the Redadio. He is one of the most popular radio radio hosts in this part of Alaska. That being said, this conversation has absolutely nothing to do with the radio. What it does have to do with is what is happening on Saturday at the Orca Theater. Now, which Saturday? It could be the one that is today. It could be the one that is yesterday, uh, if you listen to this on Sunday, in which case, very sorry to hear that because you're missing out on something. Now, what you are missing out on is River City Raceway is doing a car show in front of the Orca Theater from three to five. Now, if you are able to get three autographs from the racers, you can get yourself a free ticket to Days of Thunder. Oh, I think that's pretty cool. If you have not seen Days of Thunder, you should see Days of Thunder, especially if you are a race fan. Now, with that being said, we're not gonna go, well, I'm not gonna go too deep or too long with the intro. I'm just going to get straight to it, straight to the interview, so that you can hear JP talk about JP stuff. All right, ladies, gents, others, JP Carnegie. It's true. Um, most people aren't aware of this, but um, we are still some of the, the most uh, well-beloved uh, pantless and shirtless human beings on the planet. We really are. All right, so going back to the original uh, question, my original question was, at least that I wanted to ask, what is your favorite childhood movie and why?
1: My favorite childhood movie is probably, yeah, I don't know, Three Amigos. That movie is hilarious, and it has three of the biggest comedy icons ever. Martin Short, Steve Martin, Chevy Chase, you know? And the, the setups in that movie is gold, comedic gold to me.
0: Well, one of the, my, I'm sorry, every time he bumped the table, or I bump the table, it like it sounds like there's an earthquake, which if you're in your car, it could be absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Um, so Martin Short is one of the most interesting characters in film to me, um, partially because we don't see him very often anymore. But I'm going back and I'm watching Captain Ron, I was just going to say, which leads me to my other favorite childhood movie, which is Captain Ron. So, have you seen The Old Guard on Netflix yet? Uh Uh-uh. Okay, so the premise is essentially that there is a class of warriors that have existed for eternity, and what they do is uh, they fight these battles, and they're easily healed, and um, again, they fight these battles until the end of time, all right? But these sort of human-walking vampires that can walk during the day, right? Like, they're they're not like vampires. Like Blade. Like Blade. Blade, um, Blade sucks, though. So. never really watched Blade. Never really... Yeah, Stephen Dorff.
1: It's okay. I mean, I'm
0: not a fan. Not my favorite actor. Uh, old, old Stephen, the Dorfster.
1: Not in a bunch of vampire movies, anyways.
0: I always thought that Stephen Dorff was, like, the poor man's Christian Slater. <laughs> like, if Christian Slater was worse of an actor, then he would be Stephen Dorff. <laughs> well,
1: I'm not... I don't believe he's such a great actor, anyway.
0: No, no, I'm not. I'm I not. I don't I'm, think
1: I've honestly enjoyed anything he's ever done.
0: I went back and watched Gleaming the Cube recently. He is a terrible actor. I haven't seen that. What? Which I'm glad I. No, it's on did. Amazon Prime. It's a skateboard movie that deals with a weird sort of space time paradox. I love
1: Lords of Dogtown. That's the best skateboard movie ever.
0: That's a great movie. It's a really good movie from beginning to end. Lords of Dogtown. Yeah. However, Gleaming the Cube, um, Tony Hawk is in it. Okay. And in the very beginning of the film, uh, spoiler alert, which Tony Hawk is actually a decent actor. Maybe I don't know. I I, I loved him in. Uh, I loved, I, loved, I, loved I loved him in the video games. I loved him in Haggard, with
1: uh, Bam Margera and
0: the CKY crew. Have not seen Haggard, but that movie's
1: I, pretty decent. I I've got to go
0: into this the, the the gleaming the cube thing because, okay. in the very beginning of the film, uh, they're they're on a small aircraft and they're putting up Powell Peralta stickers. And then one of them puts up a Tony Hawk sticker. Now, Tony Hawk is on this plane, but he's not Tony Hawk. He's a kid that play or that works at a pizza parlor. But Tony Hawk, or at least one of these guys, is putting up a Tony Hawk sticker, which leads me to wonder, where is Tony Hawk in this universe? Why do we have this universe where there's someone that looks exactly like Tony Hawk? They could probably take a DNA test and they're the same person. Putting up a Tony Hawk sticker, then where is Tony Hawk? Yeah, but Christian Slater was in that. But going back to Martin Short um, and the the correlation to um, the Old Guard. Uh, so in the in the Old Guard, there's an actor who plays a CIA agent who is tracking these sort of Eternal Soldiers. Now, one of the conversations we had on a previous podcast, uh, specifically on the Old Guard review, was um, that. Just like this CIA agent was, was tracking them uh, that lived forever. Yeah. There had to be previous CIA agents that were also doing the same, same thing, trying to recruit them. Which leads me to Captain Ron. Snake Plissken, played by Kurt Russell, never really got too jacked up in uh, Escape from New York. Yeah. So hear me out. Snake Plissken... Is Captain Ron? Because not all these guys would be like warriors. Some of them had to be pirates. They both so, got eye patch. Yeah, they've got the eye, and that's how you know Ra- Captain Ron and Snake Pliskin um, are in the same universe as the old guard. And essentially, um, I mean, there's, a, I'm sure there's a whole story to be told. Uh, Snake Pliskin was probably recruit, uh, recruited by the CIA agent Martin Short, um, who knew that he was an eternal pirate, and then brought all of Snake Plissken's pirate with him. Okay. So I got to go back and watch Captain Ron to make sure it all lines up. But yeah, Captain Ron, Snake Plissken, same person. Martin Short is the CIA uh, CIA agent that recruits him.
1: He may have become a CIA agent after he finished sailing the seas, yeah. That's well, very plausible. Well, because the end of Captain Ron, uh, they the family gets back on the boat and takes off you know if we get lost we'll pull over and ask for directions that's what he says at the end of the movie doing a captain ron impersonation it's funnier than hell i love that movie
0: all right so now we're going to move on to uh to racing yes all right so you are a racer you race at uh, twin city raceway
1: Yes, I race Twin City Raceway and I race on the lake out at the Decanter Inn. I'm an owner, operator, and driver of Sleepy Bear Racing Team.
0: All right. How did you get involved in racing?
1: Uh, I mean, I've been friends with several racers throughout um, most of my adult life. Um, Always been into driving fast. Um, I consider myself a good driver. I have several friends who tell me I'm the best driver they've ever seen. None of when, my friends tell me that, that about myself. Through. Yeah. Uh, mine's mostly because, yeah, I pull off stuff that, that most people have only seen in movies half the time. The stunts I'll pull off in a car, uh, especially when I'm losing my temper, which comes in handy when you're racing. You get cut off, you know. Road rage is, is handy. <laughs> but it's all about clean racing, you know. Keep off of their side. Don't bump into somebody as, as much as possible, which happens a lot on the dollar stack stock track. Uh, which is where we, what the class I race at Twin Cities Raceway in the dirt is the dollar stock class. Now dollar stock, you have up to $1,000 to build, to buy and build your car. That's all you're allowed to spend and you're not allowed to do anything to the motor. It needs to be stock. That's where the stock term comes from. but almost anything's allowed, as long as it doesn't have a full frame. So it's a subframe car like Subarus. I got a buddy, uh, the Triple Nickel Racing Team, John Gumulak, uh races, a nine, I believe it's a 95 Subaru Legacy. It's all-wheel drive. Does amazing out there. Uh, my friend, Brick Macarell, uh, drives a Toyota Tercel four-wheel drive. Um, both subframe cars. Both do incredible out there. My car is an 84 Toyota Tercel front-wheel drive. Um, little manual car does incredible out there it's a blast Um, all you've got to do is strip your interior strip your glass put a screen in for your windshield to keep rocks from hitting you in the face Um, strip off all the plastic and glass on the outside of the car as well you know no mirrors no lights no grill things that could break and possibly pop tires if you have a newer car where the bumper is half foam excuse me uh, half foam, half rubber, needs to be removed. Um, cars that are older like mine has a rubber encased steel beam style bumper on the front and rear. So mine was allowed to keep its bumpers. Um, but other than that, yeah, you build a little car, bring it out and send it, man. Um, it's a growing class. We were actually just really recognized as a full class here the last couple weekends. Um, and it's a two part class. There's junior stock and then the adult dollar stock. And junior stock is really cool. If you're 14 years old and you've got a car, you can race. Um, And we've got a great junior stock class out there running, it's a lot of fun. Uh, You gotta come out and check it out. It's, I I really can't say, and I'm at a loss for words of how awesome and how much fun it really is. Um, Even from the spectator side, I was spectator last year. Uh, This is my first summer out on Twin Cities Raceway and, uh, a blast, total blast. Same with the ice racing. I was a spectator the last couple of years this last winter, uh, got some sponsors, put a race team together. Um, one of my biggest sponsors, Honest Johnny's Garage, really helped put things together. He's the one who did all the fab work for the van. Um, my lead sponsor, Hillbilly Customs, um, donated the medal for putting the van together. Um, my other sponsors, uh, Dick's Naughty Creations, hooked me up with the tires for the van, and you know, that's, it's been a blast.
0: What is the thing, uh, the, the most important thing that you've learned since you started racing? Well, I
1: you know, it's more than anything to me. It's about having fun, but it's keeping it clean, realistically. Uh, no intentional ramming. You know, you got somebody right on your door. You know, be mindful of what's going on in what's si- in the situation you're in. Is realistically to me the most important thing I have learned. What did they say in Days of Thunder? Uh, bumping is racing. Uh, yes, uh, and you'll hear that a lot, especially out on the ice track. Um, but you're gonna bump some, but you want. You know, you're. To me, I always strive for clean racing. Which is, like I said, you know, minimal minimal contact, minimal damage. Uh, who, uh, who inspires you in racing? Uh, locally, probably Jimmy Hale. Okay, who's Jimmy Hale? Jimmy Hale is an A-stock driver out here at Twin Cities Raceway. Um, and then he races with me out on the ice track. Um, another one that inspires me from the ice track locally is Ralph Mills, uh, the, the dude can drive, man. I've never seen, I see, and I own a similar car to what he drives on the ice and I've done crazy things in that car. And, and still he impresses the crap out of me with what he can get that car to do. He drives, uh, I think it's an off brand, but it's basically a Malibu, like an 81 Chevy Malibu, 80, 77 Chevy Malibu. But I feel like it might be a Pontiac or the, the, you know, the knockoff GM of same body style, same G body of the Chevys. Uh, and, yeah, he'll have that thing riding on the berm, you know, skirting the outside of the track. And he can race the outside, which is, it's hard to do. You know, when I, before I started, you know, I was cocky about it. Like, these guys don't even know what's about to fall in their lap. And then I get out there, and I'm like, holy crap. This is not what I thought it was going to be. It's not, you know, drifting around out here on the streets. You know, it's full on ice. Like, slicker than snot, man. Crazy slick. Which, uh changes depending on how many races have been done on it how cold has it been you know and the same with the dirt track uh it could change after a watering you go out there once and it's a good sticky track and you're moving and hugging corners they water it a little too much when they come through for the water and now it's slick and you're going to slide all over the place um it's it's all part of the racing and it's all part of the fun for me is how the track changes and, and whatnot
0: Are there any uh, specific competitors that are kind of um, intimidating to race against? And if so, who? Not really. Uh, Like I said, it's mostly
1: for fun. You know, you end up making friends with all the drivers. Um, Sometimes you'll have personal, you know, little back and forths, which are just for fun. Uh, For example... I bought my car from Brick Macarel, who I mentioned before. I raced with him on the dollar stock track. And so it's kind of fun to get back and forth or neck and neck with him. Because, you know, they're both Toyota Tercels. They both belonged to Brick, you know. So it's kind of funny to have Brick versus Brick, basically, out there running sometimes.
0: A little bit of Brick on Brick action. Exactly. Build the Brick wall. So this Saturday, uh, Twin City Raceway are doing a, a car show.
1: Yeah, uh, they're going to bring... There probably might be a few sprints out there. Definitely quite a few dollars... Or not dollar stock. uh, stock, A-stock cars. What the is A-stock? A-stock is a full-caged race car. Like, uh, full... You can't do much to the motor. There are certain things that you are allowed to do, but most of it... Like, I believe it has to have stock heads. has to be a stock 350 block. Um, I think you can change the cam and the intake to a point you know so there's not much more advantages really is what it is so it's kind of levels the playing field and relies more on who how each person drives sort of i guess is my understanding i'm not fully aware of how it all works or how the rules of the class works that's my next move as far as racing is i want to build an a-stock car and actually start a-stock racing
0: all right what are sprint cars
1: Uh, sprint car is the short little one with the wing on the top and some of those bad boys are doing 200 plus miles an hour out there in a circle Um, looking at 600 wheel horsepower you know those are some beefy cars and they are moving and shaking out there and uh inspire to bring up what you asked about drivers that inspire me that's another couple drivers sean and jeff whitmore or jeff clark and sean whitmore um, some of the meanest sprint car drivers I've ever seen out there. And Maddie. Maddie's out there driving a sprint car at like 16. She's young. She is really, really, really good. And yeah, you, I mean, if you haven't seen it, you got to come see it for yourself. Because uh, Maddie and other teens like that are the future of this track. And that's really what we're kind of trying to do with junior stock and dollar stock is build the future of Twin Cities Raceway is realistically what it's about and like this saturday they're gonna have the cars out there and it's so you can come meet the drivers and come check out the race cars and if you get three signatures you get to watch roll uh, rolling thunder for free days of thunder days of thunder for three sorry about that what time does that start uh it starts this saturday three to five p.m you come down check out the race cars like I said, get an autograph of at least three drivers. Bring your autographs in for the showing of Days of Thunder, which is rated PG-13, starts at 415 and 630.
0: I'll tell you what, if, you can, if someone can tell me, one of our listeners can tell me, what actor was in both Days of Thunder and the greatest racing movie of all time, I will pay for them and a guest to go see Days of Thunder the answer to that is by the way John C. Riley. I just need to make sure people are listening to this who by the way was in the uh, greatest movie documentary of all time uh, Dewey Cox yes I I think that John C. Riley not only is he one of the most underrated (laughs) actors uh, that we are blessed to have um, well I think that really says it all Uh, have you ever watched his show on Adult Swim yes check it out with
1: Dr. Steve Rule. yes I love that show
0: um I think it's way better than Between Two Ferns.
1: Whoa, that's... That was almost fighting words. That's okay. a tough tie right there. So,
0: so Steve Brule to me, is you, a character. I mean, you, like, he's...
1: he's. You had a picture on your Facebook for quite a number of years of you vacuuming the bed and giving the shh, and you very much look like Zach Galifianakis in that photo.
0: I've gotten that a lot. I've also gotten that I look like, um... Uh, not John C. Riley because he's great. Um... Philip Seymour Hoffman. Okay. I've also gotten Philip Seymour Hoffman in my life. So, um, no one, I've never heard a woman say, oh, Zach Galifianakis is so hot. <laughs> All right? I've never heard a woman say, ah, oh, you know who's super, super hot? Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Um, At least, at least Dewey Cox had sex with everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it, part movie. of it was because he played guitar. Yeah. Uh, and and he uh, hard and walked real hard. That film um, got three of the greatest musical geniuses to come out of Alaska of all time on one stage. Jewel, Lyle Lovett, and Ghostface Killa of the yeah. Wu-Tang Clan. Most people have no idea that Wu-T- or, uh, uh, that Ghostface Killa is from Alaska, and he's not, but nonetheless, he was for that performance in my heart. Yeah. Probably Soldotna. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Or Anchorage, more yeah. likely.
0: No, no, you know what? Anchorage, or uh, Fairbanks. I bet you. Maybe Fairbanks. Yeah, you know what?
1: He I feels, could see. He feels like a Fairbanks, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. I could. You know what? I could see. Uh, I could see Ghostface cool. uh, taking his family down to the Ch- or up to the Chena Hot Or Fairbanksian. I'm not sure what they call yeah. themselves up there. I think Fairbanksian. I, mean, I don't know what else. Sounds fancier. Yeah. Where are you from? I'm from Fairbanks, and I am the Ghostface Killer. Yeah. By the way, uh, tomorrow is the... Tomorrow might be today by the time you find folks at home or listening to this. Or it could be a week or a year ago when you're listening to this. But um, tomorrow is the 25th anniversary of uh, Raekwon the Chef's Purple Tape, uh, Only Built for Cuban Links. So if you are a Wu-Tang Clan fan, tomorrow you should absolutely listen to Only Built for Cuban Links. Yes. Um, So have you seen Days of Thunder? I actually haven't. I, I... Think not a huge Tom Cruise fan. I saw it once a very long time ago. I learned this about uh, Spaceballs because we reviewed Spaceballs last night. Tom Cruise uh, was originally one of the people uh, asked to play uh, Lone Star.
1: Oh wow! That would have been a totally different movie.
0: It was. Luckily, we got um, we got Bol- uh, Bill Pullman yeah. uh, of Hornell, New York, to uh, play uh, Captain Lone Star, and uh, so Mel Brooks was really excited about getting. Um, the, two of the biggest comedic actors at the time, Rick Moranis and John Candy, yeah. um, in this film. Uh, so it was okay that they had someone who wasn't as well-known for the lead role. I mean, if you put Tom Hanks in the role as Captain Lone Star, I don't want to say that it it takes away from the performance of Bill Pullman, but you have someone who who's a pretty serious fucking actor in Tom um, Hanks.
1: In, in, in a really Tom silly Hanks, role.
0: In a very silly role. and. And not to say that Tom Hanks couldn't play silly roles, Uh, he was Woody for crying out loud. Yeah. Um, You know, you don't need to be a comedic actor to 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 play a role well, but I don't think it would have been the same movie. No, it definitely Um, would. It wouldn't. It wouldn't mean as much. No. Um, But nonetheless, uh, Spaceballs is the film that is playing uh, side by side with Days of Thunder.
1: Yes. It plays at. Four thirty and six forty-five.
0: Yeah. Uh, what's playing at four twenty? Well, Days
1: nothing. starts at four fifteen.
0: Close enough. Close enough. So you can celebrate the holiest of holies with an edible, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: they, it's dark in there. You yeah, might see the cherry of the J. You know. The yeah. Sparking a lighter would definitely cause a flash.
0: Yeah. However, <laughs> if you're if you're using like an e pen, you could just cover up the light. Yeah. And then people are like, why is that? Where's that smoke coming from? Or if you got a mod instead of the bottom end of the e-pin. Get, get get yourself some shatter batter. Yeah. And yeah, be a turp grown up. sauce. Oh my gosh, yeah. So shout out to uh, to the supporters of this podcast, 5150 Vapes and Red Run Cannabis Company. Get yourself some sweet ass turp sauce. Get yourself some shatter batter. And, and uh, try not to get kicked out of the orca. And put it on a, on a sweet mod. Yeah. yeah. One of those super duper sweet mods. You don't yeah. want to get one of those gas station mods that will fucking blow up on you can I Go plug see-
1: brands on this Wade by all means get yourself a Sigelli. I bought the wife of Sigeli not long ago and this thing is awesome
0: shout out to Sigeli shout out to Danny from Sigeli yeah. listener of the podcast um so <laughs> what keeps you racing man it's just it's because it's fun
1: honestly I have a blast it involves my whole family it's something we can all get in the car and head down to the races the kids have a blast down there the wife loves watching and she helps out in the pits as well she's part of my pit team um and it's just the atmosphere of it all and and the fun of it and watching my friends race in between the races because each class you know we line up one class goes while the next one's lining up it's you know to keep the keep the racing action going but like I said, you get, I get out of the car, and then I get to watch my friends race, and then it's time to race again. You know, you get in and go out, and it's just a blast.
0: Now, how many racers do we have from around the states, or is it primarily just local racers?
1: Uh, here, uh, I believe a lot of a majority of them are local from here. It's when like the modified classes come down from the valley. You will have several other cars that do come down from the valley, but I, be, I feel like a majority of them are from here. We're, Excuse me with the exception of like the modified class uh, late models is what they call that and that's the bigger cars they're built more see and I, there again I don't know all the rules and specs for those cars but they're to me they're built underneath more like a sprint like high horsepower engines and the suspension is different um, I mean you can look at them and see they're they're a totally different car like it's closer to like how NASCAR runs with the with the fiberglass body. A lot of these cars are a built body over a cage um, versus where a sprint car is just basically a cage with wheels and a big fin on the top you know and the fin moves if you didn't know that as the car steers the fin moves with the wheels and stuff moves forward and back to help apply pressure what the wing does is the way the wind comes in they're moving so fast it helps keep them pushed down onto the track otherwise they leave the track yes and they would slide all over the place and fly off the track yeah
0: um, how many people are normally competing in, uh, in your classes? In my class, uh,
1: man, I feel like there's a good 12, 12, 13 of us in the adult dollar class stock. Uh, or lovingly, we call it the D stock. Uh, and then in junior stock, I feel like there's about the same, about 12, 12 cars right now. And it's growing all the time. Uh, Honest Johnny's Garage, uh, Triple Nickel Racing Team just help somebody else out put another car together even and i've talked and i'm on the facebook page and i've uh, seen other people you know oh it'll be ready this weekend so i mean every almost every time we race the group grows by another car or two at least
0: so i've um i've spoken to cassandra moody uh, on the podcast she's an ice racer
1: yeah good good lady i love her and her husband to death they're great people
0: super cool folks
1: yeah very cool and uh, a blast to race with and hang out with
0: We, uh, we, I mean, only, I mean, like we work out together. We, we go to the same gym, Iron Asylum, uh, more frequently like there with her husband in the morning. But, um, aside from being on ice, what is the primary difference between, uh, the dirt track and the ice track?
1: The ice track's actually bigger than the dollar stock track. Um, you're going about the same speed, maybe a little faster on the ice only because the track is bigger. Um. There it's different in like the cars are totally different like you got your spikes on the tires on the ice track Uh, You got your cage around the outside of the car on the ice track, you know to keep from slamming into people It's your your iron your protective iron Um, You don't have any of that in the dollar stock Um, There's no roll cages Uh, We just now mandated that you have to have race harness but it doesn't have to be rated for 200 miles an hour like the sprints and the A stocks and the late models. It's, in fact, we get they have to replace theirs every free few years. And several of the upper classes have donated their harnesses to us. Um, I just put my harness in my car. Uh, when we race on the 8th, um, most of the dollar stocks should have a harness. It's mandatory for junior stocks now to have a race harness. Um, the adults won't be until next year, but several of the adults will have them already in their car for this year. I know with me, it helps keep me in my seat. Well, it seems like, uh, the last time we raced, I had my arm propped on the other seat, wheel cranked all the way to the left hanging, you know, and had it to the floor, just trying to keep me in my seat, holding up from sliding over because the shoulder belt's crap, you know, when it comes to being sideways in a corner. Uh, so yeah, the race harness really helps keep me in my seat. Um, what is your, your favorite part of the race? Uh, just being right in the middle of the action. I love it.
0: All right, what's your least favorite part of the race? Uh, damage, honestly. How much damage do you normally take?
1: On the dollar stock track, they take a little more damage than any other class realistically does. Um, like I said, it's a shorter track. And there's like 12 of us out there Um, so it gets pretty bump and grind sometimes. Uh, I actually caved in Brick's door on his passenger side last race weekend in the dollar stock you know not on purpose but we're in the corner it was tight I got bumped from the back and pushed into him and kind of did a skateboard ollie off the side of his car and was gone you know that was that's how it works sometimes
0: so what are you uh, what are you driving in the ice races?
1: On the ice races, this last winter, I was driving uh, a seventy five Chevy Van Twenty. It's an A Team replica van. Uh, really cool. It was a it was a blast. I had several different things that I didn't get done to the van before I brought it out, which was kind of a downside and sandbagged me. Um, I didn't have enough weight. My wheels weren't exactly correct yet uh found out i had some tech uh, mechanical problems with the van afterwards you know things that'll be fixed before next season but the other thing i'm hoping to do before next season is add a second car to the ice track uh, so my team will have two cars on the ice track and then look into running a dollar stock next year for with the team and then running an a stock as well so trying to as it progresses, I'm trying to build my team. So hopefully, like I said, next winter we'll have two cars out there. I'm adding a '67 uh, Plymouth Valiant to the team. That's my next ice car. That's cool. It's a blast. It's got a 225 slant six in it. It'll have a Davis Unified ignition, uh, pointless distributor in it. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a lot of fun.
0: I'm just gonna pretend that I know what those are.
1: Yeah, maybe some of your listeners might.
0: They might. They might. Now, are you going to be coming out tomorrow, well, Saturday, uh, for the uh, for the car show?
1: I might make a, an appearance, but I'm not going to trailer my car down there. Uh, my trailer's not ready. I'm still working on putting that together. Um, still working on a couple of things on the car. Uh, need to work on my. I took a really big hit in the back uh, last weekend, and so I've got to weld my hatch down, and get a little more secure. Because if I lose my hatch, that, who these flapping people, hatch flap. You know, I,
0: it might work as a fin if the hatch comes open. It would certainly startle some people. Yeah. Yeah, you could James Bond it and have some oil squirt out. Yeah. Yeah. Hit a button and, like, I don't know, it's a dirt if I, track. If we so.
1: oil the track, it might keep the dust down a little better. Yeah. That's something we've been fighting a lot is, uh, is the dust and getting the track to really put together enough where it's good enough to race on because there's been a couple of times where we went out there and and after a lap and a half, you lose the track. You don't see nothing. Um, the only thing keeping me on the track in those conditions was the bumper of the car in front of me. Like, well, if I follow... Th- I know they're probably in the lead, so if I follow this bumper, I will place at least in the top five, you know?
0: Now, uh, where are you placed right now?
1: Uh, we don't race for points. Um in the dollar stock class that's something
0: only losers say
1: we don't though don't, they don't ruin keep this for track. me they don't keep track of the points for us um hopefully next year they're going to run the mylapse system which will then help us keep track of that um but they they do keep track of who's first um sometimes second and third but most time they, it's almost always they keep track of first and now you can get the feature winner sticker for being first in the d stock class
0: now, was there anyone who inspired you to start racing?
1: My wife. Um, she knows I love to race. She knows that I love to drive, and she knows how I drive. And she watched me watch the races. You know, we went out every weekend and watched the ice races. We would went out to Twin Cities Raceway and would watch the races. I would go in the pit side and help my friend Johnny with his his race car, and a couple of my other friends were in there, and I would. When I needed, when when a hand was needed, I would offer. You know, um, just being in the pits is a lot of fun to me. And she really encouraged me. She's like, you need to, you need to put something together. You need to go ahead and just do this. Stop talking about it and be about it. And that's what I did. We put the ice band together and started with ice racing. Because, and then realistically, that's my favorite. I love ice racing. Um, and I feel like the A stock would be the next step from ice racing track like I said tracks bigger with a stock you're on the big track you know and then you're going faster than you really will on the ice track seems like a lot of fun
0: so then what is the next uh, step after that I mean like how far can you go with the dirt track racing uh, in the state of Alaska
1: oh I mean there's several different tracks you can race here you can race at uh, Capital Speedway in Willow You know there's there's the track in Wasilla and Palmer I'm not sure if Anchorage has a track but I mean there's there's tracks all over the state you I mean if you really wanted to get serious and compete you know I mean you could go all over the state racing Um, and then if you want you know you could always move there's local racing in almost every state you go to realistically pretty close and, I mean, you could make a whole tour of it if you wanted to. It sounds like fun to me. Load a race car up on a tow truck and drive across the country just racing wherever. Bring out Clark Griswold.
0: Yeah. Just have him drive year-round. Just drive the motor home. Hanging out with Clark. Yeah. Old Clarksy. Yeah. And the Grizzlies Yeah. Um, all right. Now, before we wrap up, have you had the opportunity to see anything cool on Netflix lately? And if so, what? I actually have not. Uh... I've been crazy busy with... That was me.
1: I've been crazy busy with building the trailer and building the cars and keeping the cars running. I haven't had much time to watch much of anything. Uh, I was able to watch Rick and Morty's final five episodes of season four. um, Watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine wrap up and since then it's not been much of anything. Uh, What I have been watching, uh, if you're into comedy, I watched the Social Distancing Social Club on youtube with ben glebe and steve hofstetter chris bowers Um, and they have two different comedians on uh every show they're on i feel like it's tuesdays wednesdays fridays and saturdays Uh, if you subscribe to ben glebe's youtube channel or steve hofstetter's youtube channel you'll get notifications when they go live um very funny show i love it it's a lot of fun a lot of different jokes uh the comedians are so funny. Uh, today's episode uh, had Katrina Davis. I don't know if you know who Katrina Davis is. Um, no, she's not one at all. Of my, one of my favorite unknown comics, really, is the way I would, I would say. So what do you listen to when you're, when you're driving around in a circle? Uh, the last time, I was listening to Power Man 5000, When Worlds Collide, uh, and Operate Annihilate. Uh, but it changes one of my favorite songs to drive through believe it or not
0: is duran duran uh, girls on film great song great tune. i was uh, driving around with a wife a couple weeks ago listening to uh to duran duran and they're one of those bands that people kind of forgot and i think that union of the snake is another one that i'll listen to i i think that if duran duran weren't so good looking like if the members of duran duran were ugly uh, they'd probably get much more respect as a band, but because they were pretty and they had sex with models, we like to <laughs> we like to not consider them like a good band. But no, they we were, were a damn good band. I
1: love Duran Duran, I really do. Uh, huge Duran Duran fan. Uh, actually, when the radio station KKNI 105.3 first launched, I was listening to it, and it came on, and it got uh, the reflex came on, and it's been stuck in my head ever since. Like, I can't get it out of my head. Every morning when I wake up, the reflex is playing it. You
0: know? When I go to bed, the reflex is playing in my head. I think that they're, they're, a, they're a band that, uh, like, Maroon 5 wants to be because they suck. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I, I think that Adam Levine wants to be. Uh, Simon whatever his name is I don't even know any of their names what any
1: of them you know like I couldn't tell you who the guitar player or keyboard player for Duran Duran is I just know that Duran Duran kicks ass I love it yeah um, put girls on film on and next thing I know I gotta make sure I'm not speeding
0: uh, the video for Wild Boys is one of the coolest craziest videos ever yeah it's a pretty good one i'll go ahead and include a link to that with the the dude strapped to the the windmill getting dunked yeah I was that was some mad max shit yeah by the way mad max uh the original is coming to netflix nice this month or nice. next month so august 1st nice yeah all right, so if fans want to reach out to you on Instagram or on social media. How do they find Sleepy uh, Bear can Racing? You
1: follow, follow Sleepy Bear Racing on Instagram. Uh, like the page on Facebook. You just type it into the top of the Facebook search bar there, Sleepy Bear Racing. Uh, we do have a Facebook page. Uh, when things are going on, updates are happening, generally it'll, you'll find it there for sure. All right.
0: JP, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your oh, energy. Thank Thanks you, for man. always being make, available. And
1: make sure you come out. Um, tomorrow there's the car show going on. Like uh, like they said, you get three autographs and you can watch Rolling Thunder for free. Uh, or Days of Thunder. Excuse me. I keep calling it Rolling Thunder. But either way, cars are rolling and the thunder is rolling. The thunder
0: rolls <laughs> uh, yeah. and the lightning
1: strike. Next weekend, the 8th, uh, racing starts at 6. It's what they usually say, the flag drops at 6. You get there around 4.30, 5 o'clock, and you can see them um, time trial, uh, the junior stock class and the dollar stock class tends to run a few different times before racing actually starts. So there's race in action there, um, I'd say from 4 o'clock on. You know, you come out, you spend a day at the track, it's a blast. Let the kids run around and play, um and watch some racing action. It's a lot of fun. Um, not not super hard on the pocketbook even, you know what I mean? You go out, I have a family of six, and I don't think we spend more than probably 30 bucks getting everybody. Our kids under 12 get in free, I feel like. Uh, teens are five bucks, I feel like. And then the adults are 10. It's next to nothing to come out and spend a day at the track and have some some good fun watching some racing.
0: You might even get to watch a car flip the track
1: oh yeah I mean there's yeah different things like that quite frequently uh he was okay my buddy Alex Clevenger races a stock number 72 he'll be out this Saturday I believe at the orca you can come meet him um check his car out take a look and that's see that's the cool thing about the car show tomorrow is you can get an up-close look at these cars um some people were even allowing you to sit in the car And really see what the race car is about, and meet the drivers. You know, get a good personal connection with who you're going to be rooting for next weekend. You know, which to me is super cool. And like I said, it's all, it's all to get people to come out and just enjoy themselves. You know, have some good, clean family fun, watching some racing. And um, if you're into it, put a car together. You know, build the future of Twin Cities Raceway. You know, help keep this going, help keep it local, and. It's just, yeah, keep the tradition alive. Twin Cities Raceway is an amazing place. Um, Magic is in the air when you're there. For me, anyways. Um, And, like I said, good, clean family fun. Uh, This next Saturday, uh, the 8th, uh, 6 p.m., racing starts. So, like I said, try
0: to get there before 6 and uh, have some fun. All right, JP, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for your energy. Have a great day, and I will see you next week at the races. Far out. All right, brother.